section nine of the inheritance by susan edmonston ferrier this librivox recording is in the public domain volume one chapter nine what doth he get who e'er prefers the scutcheon of his ancestors this chimney-piece of gold or brass that coat of arms blazoned in glass when these with time and age have end thy prowess must thyself commend true nobleness doth those alone engage who can add virtues to their parentage Malmay, fame earl of westmoreland upon entering the turret the first thing that caught miss pratt's eye was a shaving-glass which she asserted was by no means the proper size and shape for that purpose being quite different from the one used by anthony white which was broader than it was long while lord rossville's was longer than it was broad a dispute of course ensued for the earl would not be bearded upon such a subject by any woman when suddenly giving him the slip in the argument she exclaimed but bless me we're forgetting the diana and what a bad light you've put her in there's a great art in hanging pictures mr white brought a man all the way from london to hang his and i'll never forget my fright when he told me the hangman was coming now i see her where i stand mrs st clair come a little more this way there now was there ever such a likeness astonishing exclaimed mrs st clair in amazement diana never had such incense offered to her before said colonel delmore the resemblance if indeed there is a resemblance said the earl in manifest displeasure is extremely imperfect the portrait represents a considerably larger and more robust-looking person than miss st clair it has also something of a bold and masculine air which i own i should be sorry to perceive in any young lady in whom i take any interest since nothing in my opinion derogates so much from female loveliness as a forward or presuming carriage my dear lord rossville how anybody who has eyes in their head can dispute that resemblance just turn round my dear and show yourself to miss st clair who ashamed of the scrutiny had turned away and was conversing with colonel delmore a little apart mr lindsay contemplated the picture with a thoughtful air and occasionally stole a glance at gertrude but said nothing how do you account for such an extraordinary likeness inquired lady betty of mrs st clair as she stood with her fat flora under her arm staring at the picture i am quite at a loss if this picture is an ideal creation of the painter's imagination it's not that i can assure you interrupted miss pratt the original was a real flesh-and-blood living person or i've been misinformed with a look of interrogation to lord rossville if one of the family however remote the resemblance as lord rossville justly remarked does sometimes revive even at distant periods in the person of but mrs st clair did not get leave to finish her sentence oh if diana had been a st clair there would have been no wonder in the matter you know again dashed in the intolerable pratt but the truth of the matter is she was neither more nor less than bonnie lizzie lundy the huntsman's daughter much i've heard about lizzie lundy 
and many a fine song was made upon her for she was the greatest beauty in the country high or low there's one of the songs that's all the fashion now that i remember singing when i was young but they've changed the name from lundy to lindsay and miss pratt in a cracked and unmusical voice struck up will ye go to the highlands lizzy lindsay etc lord rossville seemed somewhat disconcerted at this abrupt disclosure of his diana's humble pedigree and anxious to account for lizzie lundy the huntsman's daughter being permitted a place amongst the nobles of the land and that too in his private apartment he therefore made all possible haste to atone for this solecism in dignity and having hemmed three times began since this picture has attracted so much attention and called for so much animadversion it is proper and indeed necessary that some elucidation should be thrown on the circumstances to which it owes its birth and again the earl paused hemmed and looked round like a peacock spreading its plumage and straining its neck in all directions before it can even lift the crumb that has been thrown to it while miss pratt like a pert active sparrow taking advantage of its attitudes darts down and bears off the prize oh the story's soon told for there's no great mystery about it the late lord there pointing to a picture of a fat chubby gentleman in a green coat hunting-horn and bag-wig was a second nimrod in his young days and had a perfect craze for dogs and horses and he brought a famous painter here from some place abroad i forget the name of it now to take the beast's likenesses as old lady christian used to say it was a scandal to think of dogs sitting for their pictures ha 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 in particular there was a famous pack of hounds to sit and the painter chancing to see lizzie one day with them about her was struck with the fancy of doing her as a diana and it was really a good idea for i think she's the outset of the picture anthony white says he would give a hundred guineas merely for her head and shoulders mrs st clair had changed colour repeatedly during this piece of biography and seemed not a little mortified at discovering that her daughter's beauty claimed no higher original than the huntsman's daughter upon a more close inspection she therefore declared that although there might be something in the tout ensemble to catch the eye at first sight yet upon examination it would be found the features and expression were totally different but lord rossville resolved not to be balked of his story now commenced a more diffuse narrative of the circumstances to which lizzie lundy owed her posthumous fame concluding with his most unqualified dissent as to the possibility of there being the slightest resemblance except in the colour of the hair but to do miss pratt justice the resemblance was very remarkable the diana's features were on a larger scale and her countenance had a less soft and intellectual cast than miss st clair's her figure was also more robust than elegant her complexion rather vivid than transparent and her air rather bold than dignified but there was the same long-shaped soft dark blue eyes the same grecian nose and mouth the same silky waving dark ringlets curling naturally around the open ivory forehead forming altogether that rare and peculiar style of beauty where the utmost delicacy of feature is yet marked and expressive and the strongest contrasts of colour are blended into one harmonious whole pray what became of this divinity inquired colonel delmore i'm sure i can't tell you i think the story was 
that she had been crossed in love with some gentleman and that she married a highland drover or a taxman i can't tell which and they went all to sticks and staves how provoking said colonel delmore as he still stood contemplating the picture that so much beauty should have been created in vain how do you know that it was created in vain said mr lindsay considering how very rare a thing beauty perfect beauty is there certainly seems to have been rather a lavish expenditure of it on the huntsman's daughter and drover's wife colonel delmore don't you remember what the poet says on that there's many a flower that's born to grow unseen and waits its beauty on the senseless air however rare beauty may be said mr lindsay passing over miss pratt's misquotation your desire of confining it to the higher orders is rather too arbitrary they certainly can better appreciate it returned colonel delmore there is a refinement of taste requisite to admire such beauty as that and he glanced from the diana to miss st clair how could one of the canaille possibly comprehend the fine antique cast of those features the classic contour of the head the swan-like throat the inimitable moulding of the cheek would not a pair of round white eyes and blowsy red cheeks with a snub nose and a mouth from ear to ear have been quite as well bestowed upon the drover i dare say he could not talk so scientifically on the subject as you do said mr lindsay but for all that he might have been as fond of his wife and as proud of her too as either you or i could have been impossible that is supposing she had been of my own rank and station not venus herself could have won me to a mesalliance suppose the huntsman's daughter had been as perfect in mind and manner as in person the idea is absurd the thing is impossible interrupted colonel delmore impatiently it is certainly difficult to conceive refinement of manners in a person of low birth but why may not a noble mind be conferred on a peasant as well as on a prince what cried colonel delmore indignantly do you really pretend to say that the offspring of a clown or a mechanic animals who have walked the world in hobnailed shoes or sat all their lives cross-legged with their noses at a grinding wheel can possibly possess the same lofty spirit as the descendants of heroes and statesmen the very thought of being so descended must elevate the mind and give it a conscious superiority over the low-born drudges of the earth then you must feel yourself greatly superior in mind to virgil horace shakespeare milton spencer and a long etc of illustrious names down to the present day who if not absolutely low-born have yet no pretensions to high birth for my own part i think it is rather humbling than elevating to reflect on the titled insignificance of this very family who though possessed of honours wealth and power for centuries has never produced one man eminent for his virtues or his talents nor if we may trust two painters one female celebrated for such beauty as this poor huntsman's daughter you see her as a goddess remember said colonel delmore ironically perhaps in her blue flannel jupon unsandaled feet and kerchief in a comely cotton gown carrying a message to the dogs she would have had fewer attractions even for your noble nature there is a taste in moral as well as in corporeal beauty said mr lindsay and i can love and admire both for their own intrinsic merits without the aid of ornament you delmore must have them in court dress with stars and coronets but with beauty such as that and his eye unconsciously rested on gertrude had the mind principles and manners corresponded to it i could have loved even lizzie lundie perhaps too well 
had the huntsman's daughter been an angel and a goddess in one replied colonel delmore warmly i never could have thought of her as my wife there is degradation in the very idea all this while miss pratt had as usual been gabbling to the rest of the party in a manner which prevented their hearing or joining in this argument miss st clair indeed had contrived to pick up a little of it and warmly adopted colonel delmore's sentiments on the subject i wonder what became of lizzie's family for i think always i heard she had a daughter as great a beauty as herself i have a notion it was a daughter of hers mrs st clair are you well enough bless my heart she's going to faint all crowded round mrs st clair who seemed indeed on the point of fainting the windows were thrown open water was brought smelling bottles applied till at length she revived and with a faint smile avowed that she had been indisposed for some days and was subject to spasms of that nature lord rossville bent over his sister-in-law as she sat at the open window with the utmost solicitude he felt really interested in her for she had listened to him with the most unceasing attention and without once interrupting him a degree of deference he was little accustomed to in his own family at length she declared herself perfectly recovered and supported by his lordship and her daughter she retired to her own apartment that was an unlucky remark of yours colonel about low marriages whispered miss pratt i really think it was that overset her though i suspect lizzie lundy had something to do with it too very likely some relationship there for you know the blacks are not just at the top of the tree with a knowing wink that and the smell of lord rossville's boots and shoes together was really enough to overset her but miss pratt was now left to gabble to herself for the rest of the party had dispersed End of section nine